You are listening to Infinite Beat on Radio Valencia. This is Topazu. And right now, you are listening to a new release on Construct. This is their seventh release uh, on their label. And this is by Serena Butler. Um, I'm assuming that the character is actually named after a Dune character in the prequel to the original series. And um, I don't actually know too much about this particular artist, but um, they do have a really interesting short manifesto, which I will read to you now. Our world is in vertigo. Serena Butler is a visual illusion, female reality at the same time. She was never born. She, besides in the male host, as if... Uh, even if is gender abolitionist. Gender abolitionism is not code for the eradication of what we are currently considering gendered traits from the human population. Under patriarchy, such a project could only spell disaster. The notion of what is gendered sticks disproportionately to the feminine. An essence of female hopes and feelings Serena Butler and her male host both fight to merge with their sisters and brothers. We must first seek the balance in gender equality and then destroy the boundaries that prevents us to evoke, uh, to evolve towards a continuum of freedom and nonviolence. But even if this balance were redressed, we have no interest in seeing the sexual diversity of the world reduced. Let a hundred sexes bloom. Since techno is a future statement, let's walk this path during our route. Gender boundaries are like music boundaries. Techno, ambient, dub, noise, house, space, oceans, male, female. Interconnections, contaminations, not just mere empty labels. Believe in biohacking, believe in your deepest emotions, mix them without fear, it's time to merge. A really interesting perspective from a very mysterious producer. I really don't know very much about this producer. Uh, But that is from Construct Release 7 from Serena Butler, and it is uh, worth a listen. So today I have not one, but two guests here with me in the studio. Uh, They are the core, I want to say, beating heart of the Club Chai Collective and are building an absolutely fascinating, original, and celebrated vision of the future of dance music, I think, in the Bay Area. I have Fazul and uh, Wulentina here in the studio with me. Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me in the studio. Thank Thanks you for, for inviting us. us. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been dying to have you here, and it's just such an honor to have both of your wonderful faces that I get to look at, and everyone gets to hear you and your voices. Yeah, we've been a fan of your show for a while, too, so. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Cool. So recently, I was talking to a music journalist, and um, we were talking about Club Chai. He actually doesn't live here. I won't say who it is, but um, he. Uh, we were just <laughs> expose him. <laughs> expose him. I know. Uh, I'll tell you about that whole conversation later, actually. But oh, anyways. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I was talking to this music journalist recently about Club Chai, and um, he's a little bit older. He's not of our generation. And uh, he described the party as what he calls sounds like the internet. <laughs> I don't know if that seems accurate. I 
sort of have an idea of what he's saying about sort of the millennial generation. It's just like they mix so many genres. It just sounds so multicultural and there's all this like dance music and there's so many different influences. It kind of is like the internet in a sense. Like without <laughs> without the like negative connotation and tone, I feel like that is in some level kind of true because you don't prescribe to a specific genre right yeah mm-hmm. i mean i guess that's true yeah but then i also get really worried about the idea of something only being attached to the internet because yeah, yeah. it like doesn't have as much respect for like local like actual local relationships to music mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's complicated because i don't i definitely don't want our relationship to like non-western music to be strictly based on the internet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it has to be more intentional than that i feel because you also play a lot of music from your own cultural backgrounds correct Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of the rhythms seem to like come from both of your armenian and turkish backgrounds Mm -hmm. so it seems like uh, there's more of like a personal narrative there for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I don't know. It's complicated because the internet isn't really just like a place where a bunch of information lives. It's also like a way that people communicate with each other, mm-hmm. especially people who don't live in the same country. So I feel like it's kind of like I don't know. Uh, people like to like oversimplify millennial or whatever relationship to the internet. Also, a lot of people think that the open format or genre bending and all this stuff just started, but it's something that people... I mean, it's been happening forever, but I mean, I could see how uh, the internet has been bringing that to more... bringing more attention to Mm -hmm. it and stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, like... I don't know, I guess... But yeah, I think just like thinking about things like calling cards and like how Mm. that used to be really huge when I was a kid for like my like family or people that immigrants that I knew to just like communicate with their relatives and now it's like you can have a whatsapp or just like just having internet like gives you access to communicate with like your family or just like your community that's Mm -hmm. from far away Mm -hmm. in a more accessible way so I think that too can be really powerful part mm-hmm. of the internet because you're not just grabbing something out of like the void like you actually can have a conversation with the person exactly. from the place and like talk about their work and engage with them in a way that I feel like is more genuine than maybe people had access to a few mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. um, and I was uh, right now we're listening to Serena Butler and again I don't know very much about this artist uh, but Serena Butler's intention, their intention is uh, about how, starting a narrative about gender identity mm-hmm. uh, is one of the, the narratives that they'd like to start, as well as, you know, for legends like Drexia, they're using science fiction and they're using dance music as a narrative tool to really talk about Detroit and blackness and their own identities. And it seems like Club Chai, again, also talks about not just your personal stories, but about identity uh, as a as a as a you know as your focus or as a you know as a narrative for what this party is about. I don't know if that seems accurate necessarily for you as DJs or as producers because you do p- produce your own music as well. But 
does Club Chai have something to say about having an identity? That makes sense. I mean, I think identity-based work is really important, and I've been seeing so many people being bitter and, like, critiquing it as if it's, like, something that's, like, new and this, like... Um, kind of like a hype that's happening, but it's like, uh, no, that's not what it's about. <laughs> it's actually people who are doing what they're doing because that's how they're surviving. Like, that's why mm-hmm. they're making the work that they're making. That's why it reflects their identities, you know? that's mm-hmm. It's literally how they live their life, and it reflects that. Mm-hmm. It's not just some hype or anything like that, you know? And it's interesting it's, that that's yeah. a recent critique. Yeah, I don't know, I've just seen some... I think that it's complicated because a lot of people, especially like music journalists, are being pressured to include mm-hmm. more people of color and women and trans people and femmes. And so I think people are starting to think, oh, so basically all you have to do is like right. tokenize yourself yeah. and then you'll become this new cool artist. And it's like, I mean, yeah, kind of. You can tokenize yourself and have Go success ahead. but there's not <laughs> like, going to be any value to your project like right. people who are from that culture will know that you're being a like you're a bootleg mm-hmm. like <laughs> we all see it you know and I think I don't know I think it's yeah I think that's why I try to not just be like playing one genre of music or just be like I'm just gonna DJ only Middle Eastern stuff, and that would be ingenuine mm-hmm. to who I actually am as a person. Yeah. And it's like, I I have influences from other cultures. Like, I was raised amongst other people, and I was actually raised pretty far away from, like, the everyday rituals of, like, my Middle Eastern family. So I think mm-hmm. I have to be honest about that and, like, understand, like, how that sounds to me, you mm-hmm. know, musically. And also like create my own rituals since a lot of it for me is like experienced from a distance or just with lots of time in between seeing people so I think um it doesn't mean that my relationship to those things is like less genuine but I think I still try to like be conscious of the fact that maybe just representing one part of myself would like me make my project even more alienating Mm -hmm. in some ways, you know? Yeah. Because not everything that I do has to be about, like, one part of my identity, which I think can be really exciting and liberating and not limiting. Yeah. We're all complex human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tea drinking is very important in communities, uh, particularly in in building uh, communities and activities. Like, in my own personal culture, I am a Chinese-American person. Tea drinking is, like, a very vital role and a very vital part in the, in the role of building community. And uh, and so it is as well in your own personal backgrounds, too. Hence the name, sort of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Club Chai seems to be very much about that. You, get, you, you have a close-knit family. You have a community. You have... Russell Butler, you have the the Craytrix, you have Deidre Haram, and these are a you know very tight knit, pretty large actually, but very tight knit community. And was that something that you thought of in the beginning of Club Chai when you started? You're, hey, we want to throw a party, we want to celebrate all of these these aspects of our lives 
personally, we want DJ sets that have personal narratives, but also to be sharing those kinds of uh, ideas, opening up dialogues, uh, creating a community. And the community you have now, is that something that you intended? And how has that changed your perspective on what Club Chai is? That's kind of a big question, but... <laughs> I mean, it. I think it all organically just grew, you know, and... Yeah. You know, when your work is similar to another artist, it, you know, you're attracted to someone else's work, and they might be also, and, like, you talk to each other on the internet, and, yeah, you know, and, I don't know, I think, and even in the beginning when we were starting to throw events and stuff, um, we were booking artists and friends, you know, who had similar, um, well, I guess not similar processes, but similar... Like perspectives, perspectives. On their yeah. work, and just wanting to hear more than maybe one genre in a yeah. set or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were just excited about what we were doing, and and there were friends who like who'd help us out with our events and everything. And shouts out to Bert, by the way, Opstack. Yeah, lots of people. Um, I think also when we came up with the whole concept of Club Chai, we were thinking a lot about like bringing together different pre-existing crews or like groups of artists and I think that was sort of like a challenge for us like how can we like make each one different and like both in sound and genre but also like maybe people that have never played on a lineup with each other and things like that so Mm -hmm. I think that was something that was really good for us in the beginning was like setting that kind of structure well not really structure but like giving us ourselves that idea because our structure was like no structure um (laughs) but i i think just being like okay we're gonna book like uh i don't know someone to play like a techno set after chucha santa maria plays you know and i think that that does happen a lot but it's like just the way you can contextualize like a story um and just put two things together can be really exciting and then those people end up becoming friends and like and taking risks too and how you book your lineups because even like with the chucha it was like that was our first live show we had right yeah like our first like, live performance people were used to seeing DJ sets at Club Chan we're like you know what we're gonna throw this in and people are gonna be down yeah they're still gonna be down and I think we didn't necessarily I mean I think definitely like excuse me, the community we have now is, like, was for sure the goal, but I didn't even know that half of the people that I've met through Club Chai, like, Mm -hmm. even would emerge in my life, so I'm, like, so (laughs) grateful, and I also just feel, like, continually grateful because it's, like, I keep meeting new people through them, and it's, like, just a really nice community that people have just, like, surfaced and just, like, we've had the ability to show each other mutual support and I think that's something that I craved for a really long time and I think when we first started collaborating we both felt kind of isolated in what we wanted to do and Mm -hmm. I think not Mm -hmm. feeling isolated in what you're doing is like one of the biggest it shouldn't feel like a gift but it feels like a gift you know like you you're like okay this it it makes it feels like the best affirmation possible so I think that's Mm -hmm. definitely like the most exciting part of like all the people that we've gotten to meet through Club Chai and all the friendships we've made is just like getting, giving and getting affirmation through your like friends feels just better than any (laughs) any other thing that you could possibly have and I think that makes you feel like you can keep making art. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. And uh, Club Chai has also moved on into not just the live shows that you book and the DJ sets and touring, uh, but you've also started a record label with, I believe, two releases. Mm-hmm. The first one was Comp, full of said friends, said family, <laughs> and um, a new EP from Thum, which is fantastic. It's been getting rave reviews. Mm-hmm. So what's coming up next for your label? Um, I'm going to be putting out my EP soon. Yes. So that'll be really exciting. Um, and that's, yeah, me, Bulantina. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we're like, just talking to some more local people. We don't really have anything confirmed yet, so I won't speak on it. But yeah, more EPs coming out next year, probably, and then another comp for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're just trying to learn a lot from the process and like hopefully keep finding ways to support people in that format. Very cool. And are there any upcoming shows for Club Chai that are closing out this year? Next Friday, November 17, we're uh, collaborating with Midway SF, and it's going to happen there. Um, headliner is Geica from the UK. Awesome. Um, he's going to do a DJ set. And we have Russell Butler, um, Bulentina, me, and Traviezza. Yeah, Vienna. Yeah, so that will be really... I think this is actually our first SF club chat, like officially. Yeah. No, totally. We've yeah, never yeah, done right. an, a party in SF, so this will be our like We've first done time. one, but it was like a. It wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't a club chat. It was like no, a no, takeover no, no. of some of a some room. room or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. Takeover room does not count. Yeah. As doing a show. And then mm-hmm. on December 9th, I will be playing a show called Finite or Finite. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it will be um, at 1962 Harrison Street in San Francisco with Kari Suzuki, Article Collection, Waxy Tomb, and Colin Miller. And then that set will be mostly like my own tracks and like like a semi-live set. Um, awesome. Using CDJs kind of like as a live instrument instead of like as a DJ tool. So, yeah, that'll be really different and interesting for me. <laughs> but I'm excited. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I am going to let Chai take over for the next, I want to say, hour and 15 minutes. Uh, do you have anything in mind in terms of your DJ sets? Uh, I mean, you don't this have This one's going to gonna be... <laughs> It's going to be different. Mine's going to be different, okay. I think. Okay, yeah. A whole different set. Definitely not the club set that I usually play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I play a lot of my own tracks, so that'll be interesting. Oh, very cool. Yeah. We'll are these the tracks that are going to be on the EP or just tracks that you're working Some on? Some of them, yeah. Okay. I'm still in the, like, stalling on making my decisions <laughs> <laughs> of, like, which ones I want to cut out. So, yeah. No, yeah, I it'll be sent me a crazy track last night. It'll be like a bunch of <laughs> stuff that I've made over the past few years. Okay, very cool. Well, you are listening to Infinite Beat. I am Topazu, and you are about to listen to an exclusive mix by Club Chai. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.
muito nesse tu focares nesse ponto. Mas não vale a pena. Está mal mesmo, está mal. Como é que o Rodouro, esse ano, não vai para o top dos mais queridos? 